It's remarkable. Unremarkable. The time-honored retelling of the Christmas story, the facts of history that have shaped this time of year for Christians throughout the world over two millennia. Remarkably unremarkable. Extraordinarily ordinary. He was just a laborer, Joseph. He was blue collar, a carpenter. And she, cloaked in elements of shame, maybe a whispering campaign in her community. She was pregnant as a teenage girl. And between them, they were too poor to be able to bribe a B&B to take them in as various communities converged on their places of birth for the census. It's busy, it's crowded. And as the story has it, there's no room for them in the inn. So far, so ordinary. Surely there were many expectant mothers at that time. So it's busy, there's no room, what do you do? Common sense, you, you, you find the next best thing. Well, where do you keep the animals in? Maybe we can find some space there. So there's no crib, well, this feeding trough will do. And I'll find some cloths or something. I'll wrap my newborn in them, lay him in this manger, this feeding trough, animals nearby. Pretty unremarkable. Pretty ordinary. Even the mention of shepherds in the third reading that we had, uh, Luke's account of Jesus' life. And Luke, as you may be aware, is, is a doctor. He's, he has a rational mind. Uh, like Freya was alluding to, uh, you know, he, he's going to dispense with all the fanciful stuff. He just wants facts. And yet into his story, he has this episode of the shepherds. Again, unremarkable. Uh, an agrarian economy. Back there, back then, uh, fields surrounding the villages and hamlets and towns. So on the fields, you graze your flocks, and flocks need shepherds. It's a pretty ordinary story. Remarkable, isn't it, that we rehearse this all around the world in Christian communities and Christian acts of worship 2,000 years later, 2,000 miles away as we are here. I grant you the story has some extraordinary elements. The angel appears to the shepherds to give them the good news of Jesus' birth. It's not every day that we have an angelic visitation. And their message is also remarkable. A saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. That's religious language for someone coming to rescue us from our plight. Don't we relate to that in this day and age? We need help. We're in a bit of a mess. And he is Christ. In other words, God's appointed. He is the Lord. In other words, the name we give to God himself. God has chosen himself to be amongst us. Now that is remarkable. But there does appear to be a pattern in the Christmas story, I commend it to you as I reflect on these year on year. And it's this, that God seems to take the ordinary, the everyday, 
the mediocre and the mundane in order to speak his remarkable, extraordinary message, in order to be present with us in an extraordinary way. In the ordinary, in the mundane, we become aware of God at work amongst us. I wonder whether you, you could have heard that in the two stories, and there are many others we could have repeated from uh, members of our church here and other churches around too, but from Freya and from Dave. Ordinary people, with no disrespect, <laughs> but an extraordinary awareness, encounter with God himself. In many ways, Christmas is extraordinary. It's an odd thing that we do every now and then, just once a year, I goodness, we don't do it any more than that. I was looking at uh, some of the stats around Christmas. It's sort of the uh, family on average income, whatever one of those is, will spend £360 on gifts and a further £564 on all the trimmings, decorations, uh, 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 food, and so on. Apparently, we'll, we'll buy in this country 28 million rolls of wrapping paper. No wonder the environmentalists are a bit concerned. Uh, other people are concerned. I came across this. Um, it's advice to teachers in primary schools. Teachers have been advised to protect small children from Father Christmas, lest the terrifying bearded figure should give them nightmares. Official guidelines suggest that if Santa pays a visit to the classroom, nervous children should be seated near the door so they can flee easily. <laughs> Maybe it's just as well we don't celebrate Christmas every week. But here's the thing. Whilst we celebrate Christmas in an extraordinary way once a year, as you heard from Dave and Freya and from many others who worship here, it's possible to, to celebrate Christ every single day. In the ordinary and the everyday. You ask, well, how is it possible? How can I know God's presence, his, his strength, his comfort, his peace in my stressed and troubled life at times. How can I know the reality of God? How can I say, like, like Fred, you know, Jesus just walked into my life. How is that possible? And I suggest that it's following the pattern of that first Christmas following the pattern of how God has worked amongst us in the birth of Jesus Christ. It's in the ordinary, in the unremarkable. The Savior of the world first came to our attention as a tiny, little, insignificant baby. It's so often the way with God. He doesn't act often in big or theatrical or dramatic ways in an attempt to impress us. No, so often God works in the very ordinary and mundane ways, in the insignificant ways. He just creeps, as it were, into our lives. And it's as we become aware of Him, tiny, vulnerable, like that first Christmas as a baby, we become aware of him drawing us to him. 
You can impress from a distance. You can only really know someone close up. I'm struck that at Christmas, uh, we moved the, uh, the stall there and put it front and centre for our crib service. And this place, as tonight, will be full of mums and dads and aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandmas, and young children. And uh, time and again, I hear adults say, Walk, James, Adele, come and see baby Jesus. And they walk towards the crib, they peer in close. It's in God's vulnerability, in the tiny and insignificant moments that he draws us to see him with fresh eyes. But of course it's not just at Christmas that God is in his own ordinary, sometimes highly insignificant and vulnerable ways, is drawing himself to us and drawing us to him. You can, you can get to know God on a Thursday in March or a Wednesday afternoon in June. It starts with a tiny thought as you're at your desk or you're waiting to pick up your children at the school gate. You're involved in a bit of admin. Maybe you're going to the gym, or it's on the walk to work, or you're riding on a bus. It can be anywhere and everywhere. And it starts just with a thought. Maybe a question. Something someone posted on social media. Maybe you saw something on TV or caught it on an advert on the radio. And it gets you thinking. It's freezing to start with. And the challenge for us is not to wait until Christmas to see if God is real. It's to act on that hunch then. I wonder, could it be that God wants to begin a new and living relationship with, with me? Which brings us back to the Christmas story. For those of us who feel that well, God simply wouldn't do that, with me. He wouldn't make himself known to me. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm unremarkable. No, precisely. That is who God comes to. Joseph would have said much the same thing. Maybe some of us here tonight, you walked in wearing an element of shame or regret or guilt, things that we carry. I don't think Mary felt something similar in her context, in her environment, and God drew near to her. I say, but I, I'm just, I'm not part of the kind of religious scene, I'm not really a churchy person, I'm kind of on the margins of all this stuff, I just come and see to do at Christmas time, kind of part of the tradition. Well, the shepherds would have felt marginalised and on the edge of things. Actually, they didn't, back in the day, they didn't have the franchise. They weren't allowed to vote. They were considered outsiders, uh, ruffians, mischief makers. And yet God drew near to them. In the ordinary ways, to the ordinary people, God speaks. And as we become aware of him, it's 
remarkable. It's extraordinary. And he, with us, begins to change our lives. We just sung this power earlier on. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming. But in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. You'll see from the back of your order of service that our next Alpha course of an opportunity to ask questions, to interrogate the facts of the Christian faith, to see if God might be speaking to you in very ordinary and unremarkable ways. That, that starts in February, the 5th of February, Wednesday evening here. There's a meal, uh, a chance for you to get to know other members on the course. And then we want to a short talk on the film. And then discuss it. It's a brilliant forum for working out whether God might be seeking to embrace you and draw you to himself in 2020. Uh, it may be that you want to make some kind of response even now. And, and to that end, I've got, I've got these booklets here entitled Why Christmas? They're written by the guy who wrote me out the course, and they kind of link to that. And I'd love to give this to you as a, as a complimentary gift this Christmas. It, it just explains the significance of Jesus Christ, his birth amongst us, uh, and why and how we can come and know God personally for ourselves even now. So I'd love to give this book a you can't find it again, I'll be the other inspires on our line, but I'll have a few of these. Uh, so you can grab that from me, I'd love to meet with you and maybe uh, talk a little bit more. But for now, if I don't get the chance to see you uh, between now and Christmas, then I, I hope you have a really happy Christmas and joy-filled New Year. Thank you for listening.